You are now listening to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast with Dr. Taylor Crick. Dr. Taylor is an expert in helping those suffering with autoimmune disease, and he himself has autoimmune disease. Autoimmunity is rampant today. The purpose of this podcast is to educate about the underlying causes and natural solutions to halt autoimmune disease progression. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. For more information from Dr. Taylor, visit www.autoimmuneeducationacademy.com. Without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Taylor Crick. All right, welcome to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Taylor Crick, and I love breaking down the mechanisms behind autoimmunity and chronic disease. Before I jump into today's episode, make sure you follow me on Instagram, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and leave a rating and review for the show. It's really, really helpful. Um, Today, I'm interviewing one of my clients, and it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to talk to her. This is Crystal. Say hi, Crystal. Hey. (laughs) So we're just going to talk about what it's like to work with me, because Crystal's had really great results, and she's done a lot of really great work, and she's just a great example of like, I don't know, just staying the course. And she also, she just reminded me, I don't remember this, but I told her when she came in, she was one of the top three most sensitive patients I had ever seen. So I see a lot of very sensitive patients and I don't know if you'd still be in the top three. That was like six or seven months ago, but, uh, and certainly not with your symptoms with where they're at now, but I think you've come a long way. And, you know, we also have talked about it that like, you're a, you're a life coach, and we share a mutual client and we've both, you know, she's come a long way too. And then you just told me some things about your mom and your mom's come a long way. And, you know, you were referred to my office by your brother and sister-in-law. And I think that was awesome too. So I I just think that you're a great example of this. And even the mindset, we're going to talk about the mindset stuff that you use even in your life coaching. But let's just jump right in and, and tell everybody, Crystal, maybe some of the highlights of how you were feeling when you came in or what some of your sensitivities were because you know you had had a history of a lot of prednisone usage you had an asthma you were having some other symptoms so i'll let you just kind of tell some of those things in in your own words and then i'm going to talk about kind of what we did as next steps lab testing supplement recommendations some of my thoughts there um i like to just give some thoughts about you know what i was suspicious of because one of my goals with this podcast is not only you know, helping people through my business, but helping people solve their own health puzzles, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think that a lot of people are going to get a lot of value of just hearing what we did and in what order we did it in. Um, But yeah, tell us about some of the things you were dealing with maybe before. So yes, I've actually struggled for a decade with gut health issues. So my diet was completely restricted already. So I didn't think that there was anything more that could be cut out of my diet. Um, But the day I came in, I remember um, my husband had to drive me here. Um, I struggled so much with headaches and light sensitivity. I had vertigo, had to wear sunglasses in stores. I took four naps a day um, because I was so fatigued and tired. Um, I even had to quit a job that I had at a a local high school because I couldn't function. Um, And this was the first time in my life that I struggled with depression. I'd never had depression in my life. And I think for people that can't see you right now, you know, you're young and healthy and you have a great Mm -hmm. lifestyle and you're a climber and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing yoga and like it wasn't. It wasn't like you had McDonald's to your way into this by any no. means. It was, it was, you know, way more uh, complex than that. 
I've eaten super healthy for the last 10 years. So I, I knew that I basically lived off of fruits, vegetables, and not all meat <laughs> because I couldn't process all meat. So I had this foggy brain. I always felt like I failed at everything because I couldn't get anything started. I had ADD and I joked that I had a squirrel living in my brain because I forgot everything and my gut was just like super inflamed. Um, it was frustrating, you know, with the foods that I had already lost, um, which I had just mentioned. But yeah, so then I came in. <laughs> and, and let's talk too about some of your history because like for 18 years you were a hairstylist. Yes. But you had to quit that because of sensitivities, right? And first, yeah. if I remember correctly, first, you know, you were in a salon and you were sensitive to all the other products people were using. And then you had to leave that setting and you had a home salon, but then you had to stop mm -hmm. doing just hairstyling in general, right? Because of the yeah. chemicals. Yeah. And then tell us about your job that you were working in when we met because, you know, you, were, you, you almost didn't finish out the semester at the school, but tell us about some of your sensitivities because I think it also... You know, uh, mold was certainly on my radar, and it still is, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that. Yeah. But but uh, tell us about how you were feeling just even at the school and where you were working. Well, I went from not feeling the best to feeling the worst I'd ever felt. And there had to have been some kind of mold in the school that I was working in because I just kept getting worse and worse, and my throat kept closing over and over again just from any sense. Yeah, your throat I, was a big – even when you were driving, yeah. I remember you saying – like if you saw a car exhaust, you'd turn the air on recycled air. And you panic. Knew. I would yeah. panic and just like hurry up as fast as I could to turn. Or my son would be sitting in the seat next to me and he would press it because he would know. We'd go places, he'd see somebody would have a candle lit and he'd blow it out immediately and say, my mom will have an asthma attack. We cannot have candles lit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you had reactive airways and you had uh, an inhaler for that, right? And how often I, were you using that, you know, kind of before? Con constant. Like yeah. I, I used my inhaler. When I came in here, I was using it all the time. I... Um, when we would even go to church, I would have to move from, like, one row to another row to another row because I was avoiding all the scents. Yeah. Um, one woman smelled like smoke. I knew where she sat, so I couldn't sit next to her. And then I knew the people that loaded on the perfume, so I had to, like, dodge people and um, just like run in and run out so I wouldn't be attacked by all the sense of all the beautiful scents around me. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I would say too, and I don't know, you I mean, uh, their scents are beautiful, but they're like the chemicals, you know? And so I was going to mm -hmm. say too, as we're talking, I'm going to throw in some of the things that I think clinically and some of, you know, my thought patterns or processes. So to me, that, that sensitivity makes me think of aldehyde. So aldehydes, uh, are chemicals like formaldehyde and, uh, you know, using a lot of uh, salons and things like that. Also, off-gassing, you know, the carpet in here has off-gas formaldehyde. I have a formaldehyde mm -hmm. meter. But aldehydes are also really relevant to the mitochondria and to the brain. And also the enzyme, it's called aldehyde dehydrogenase, helps clear out aldehydes, but also helps clear out histamine. So I, uh, when we began, you know, that was one of my major suspicions is that you had a histamine and mast cell reactivity going on. And that's why you were so easily triggered by so many things. And, you know, the way that I describe it to people is like your aldehyde bucket was full. And that's very, very hard to confirm on labs. We checked for formaldehyde in your blood lab. And we also saw an elevated marker called hiperic in your organic acid test. 
which can kind of show some signs of aldehydes, but it's not exact and it's not specific to say, oh, boom, it's formaldehyde. But that was one of my clinical thoughts was histamine and aldehydes. Mm -hmm. So what what else before we go into like what our our next thoughts are? Or would you say that that was it as far as, you know, I think that's your history and yeah. And I think the vertigo, you mentioned that a little bit, headaches, I, you know, just I'm thinking just off the top of my head. But like certain yoga poses, you couldn't do. I couldn't do yoga at that time. At that time, okay. Because of, you know, I couldn't like, my head could not be lower, <laughs> like in a different yeah. direction. Or I would, I, I couldn't even empty out my own laundry from the laundry, <laughs> from the dryer, because I would get so dizzy with vertigo. I couldn't even like go to the grocery store. I'd have to bring my son with me to get the groceries from the car onto the belt, or I would have horrible vertigo episodes and then I have to go home and take a nap. Yeah. Wow. That's, that, that, you know, as you repeat <laughs> it, I'm like, that is insane. And I, I, you know, I remember it, but it's like, that's, I, I think you're probably still one of my top three. Most <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then also, you know, again, going back to the school where you worked. So yeah. you were a life coach at the school or a job coach at the school. And there were certain rooms that you told them that you just couldn't go into. And right. all these things make me still think mold, 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 mold. And if somebody listens to my podcast, they know I'm a big mold guy, mm-hmm. but I, I would say that, and I will, if you don't mind me calling you out, I still think that mold is something that's possibly on the radar, Yeah. but I think that it's also, here you are with all this, you know, you, you feel great right now, and mm-hmm. we haven't really addressed mold that much. So I think that yeah. when we just look at Crystal as a person, no matter what the the source is, you know, people are always looking for a needle in the haystack. Like lime is a great example. Lime is everybody's favorite needle in the haystack that everybody is, in my opinion, not treating properly because they're going after lime. Kill it with antibiotics. And it's not about that. Even in the Richard Horowitz's books, it's about detoxify, reduce inflammation. It's not about kill lime. And same thing with mold. Even though I'm a mold guy, it's like, hey, you got mold. Now what else? What else? What else? So here were some of my suspicions. So this is what we do in you know my office is when somebody comes in, first we sit down for 90 minutes. Um, and I remember too, I got to throw this in there, that your husband, Paul, your guys live here in central Illinois, but mm-hmm. Paul saw the posters on my wall of some of the pro skiers that I've yeah. treated because I'm a big skier. And Paul is too, and Paul's a ski photographer and he starts dropping some names. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you know that guy? How do you know this guy? And you're like, oh yeah. We go stay with them out of Vail. And so, you know, me and you talked for 90 minutes. And then me and Paul probably talked for another 10 after that, just about uh-huh. skiing. But so, you know, we went through your history. And then at your follow-up, I give my thoughts. So I'm not going to read this whole thing. But here were some of my major concerns. Number one, mast cells and histamine. Mast cells release histamine, which makes the gut leaky, the blood-brain barrier leaky, and causes brain fog, anxiety, fatigue, and more. The next one was formaldehyde and aldehydes. We know this is a concern. Aldehyde dehydrogenase is one of our targets. So I'm reading this right now off of my write-up that I gave Crystal that day. Candida. Candida in the gut actually produces aldehydes. So this is before we'd done any labs. This is just what I was suspicious of. But candida produces acetaldehyde, and mold produces aldehyde. So you can have these VOCs coming from uh, fungal things too. Mold. I put four exclamation points after mold, and I put it in all caps. Mold in the home. Mold in your old home. Mold in your cells, mold in the school, 
I didn't recommend mycotoxin testing today just because I think that the other labs that, that I'm going to talk about give us more action steps. But I think you know that mold is one of your triggers. And that was based on the school. Like you knew there was mm-hmm. certain places you couldn't go. Yes. Uh, gut health in general, I said. There are likely bacterial imbalances along with yeast or, and I said, leaky gut is a for sure. Uh, you know, they joke, how do you know if you have a leaky gut, if you have a vowel in your name? But I, mm-hmm. I honestly suspected SIBO. I said that right here. I suspect SIBO. But what you had, and we'll get to this on your stool test, was actually low bacteria. Sometimes I tell people, hey, I mm-hmm. suspect overgrowth, but it might be undergrowth. And I'm not just saying that to hedge my bets, but we're going to find some imbalances. And, and we'll talk about some of the other things we found. The next one is detox pathways and methylation. These are all, again, my overall impressions. So your to- I said to simplify things, your toxic bucket is overflowing and every drop in the bucket causes it to overflow. Methylation is associated with detox, is common in sensitive people. It's also associated with things like miscarriages and uh, estrogen mm-hmm. detox problems. And so I-, I felt like you probably weren't clearing these toxins out very well. The next one was the limbic system. So limbic system dysfunction and something called the cell danger response. Now, all of these are things that I've, you know, videos on my YouTube channel about and things about the limbic system. But I recommended the Gupta program for limbic system retraining. But that's when your body has recognized things as as danger. And so you have PTSD about all these things, about candles, about fragrances, about sitting behind the lady in church. Bath and Body Works. <laughs> Bath and body, yes, because I always ask patients, I'm like, how would you feel if I locked you in Bath and Body Works? And you can immediately tell if somebody has chemical or aldehyde sensitivity if you just watch their face. Because it's like panic. Like, I've had people say some funny things. They're like, I would crawl my way out of there with my fingernails. Like, I would, I would, you know, just freak out if you locked me in Bath and Body Works. So I ask people that all the time. Another one that I've been asking people a lot, too, just while I'm thinking about it, is say, which would make you feel worse? A, a salad bar with a bunch of veggies, fried mushrooms from a bar, a pizza, or ice cream? And that answer tells me a lot about somebody's food sensitivities or their gallbladder involvement or, you know, which one of these would you avoid the most? So anyway, uh, and then glutathione and nitric oxide. I think that's a really important one. It's been crucial to, I think, your results. So those are some of the first things that we started with. Uh, these are both very important pieces to detox to sensitivity, and especially to asthma. Nitric oxide is really related to asthma. I was also suspicious of maybe some underlying uh, biofilm infections in the lungs that can drive reactive airways. But when glutathione is depleted, then the immune system reacts to chemicals in the air, and it releases uh, or it it increases something called INOS, inducible, cytokine-inducible nitric oxide. So I think that's really relevant to just your history without going much further into it. And then prednisone. Uh, I said we don't know... The damage that, that this has done by years of prednisone, inhalers, omeprazole for heartburn. Antibiotics. Uh, antibiotics. I said, I'm concerned with the meds. And of course, it would be great if we could get you off of them. And that's how I talk to people too. It's like, it's not my role to get them off their meds. It's between you and your doc. But when people start getting healthy and well, they don't need their meds anymore. And that happens all the time. It's fairly expected. So let me go on. So then I recommended. So those are my highlights. Then I recommended three labs, and you did all of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I was, you know, we give them to people in options, but the first one was a urinary organic acids test. The second one was, and I always put them in priority order in case people want to do one or want to do two. The next one was blood labs. And then the, the next one was a, a, a gut, a stool test. And then I recommended five supplements. 
glutathione, trisomal glutathione, my favorite, nitric balance, which is for nitric oxide. I often use those two together. TH2 modulator. Those first two are from Apex. You can buy all these on our website too, by the way. Um, but trisomal glutathione, nitric balance are from Apex Energetics. Dr. Karazian, I talk about them a lot on here. Um, the next two are formulated by my other mentor, uh, Dr. Sam Yannick, TH2 modulator from Pure Encapsulations and Hist Reset, which we wanted to decrease TH2 inflammation, histamine and mast cell reactivity, and then molybdenum. I often add molybdenum for aldehyde dehydrogenase. Again, that's something that I learned from my mentor, Dr. Sam Yannick, but to support aldehyde dehydrogenase and all the effects that that has on mitochondria and neuroinflammation and just clearing out those aldehydes. So you started those five supplements. I also recommended a low histamine diet. I also recommended the Gupta retraining program in vagus nerve stimulation. And so we got rocking and rolling. Now, let me just jump next to what your lab, some of the findings of your labs, and then you can start telling me like how, how the progress went from there. Because we're going to get to some of the things that you did that we didn't do at the beginning. But at the beginning, our goal is to lay a foundation. So a lot of times, labs aren't going to change my opinion of the fact that you need glutathione, you need nitric balance, you need TH2 modulator, you need history set, and you need molybdenum. Those were clinical symptoms and clinical guesses, but, you know, guesses is the right word, but it's like a lot of times just those five things could start helping somebody, but then we got the labs back. So some of the highlights, I'm not going to go into too much, you know, detail of these, but feel free to share anything if I'm missing anything, Crystal, but low omegas, and that's just a general, like, actually, I got an email yesterday or today from Rhonda Patrick that said low omegas associated with premature death. And I haven't even opened it yet, but I just archived like 100 emails and I saved that one so that I can open it later because I just want to see what that says. But low omegas are associated with everything. So uh, we wanted to increase your omega-3s and you also had high uh, arachidonic acid to EPA ratio. So that's kind of like the the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So we were looking at that. Um, You had a high... Uh, myco, mycoplasma pneumonia. So we did look at mm-hmm. mycoplasma pneumonia. Now that looks like a chronic infection, not an acute infection, but mycoplasma can often cause asthma. It's a biofilm producing, uh, you know, the name pneumonia in it, you know, kind of tells that it's a lung infection. Your TGF beta was actually really good. Some of these things, you know, we looked at your total immunoglobulins. I'm looking through your labs right now. So your, your vitamin D was 70. That's really good. Your homocysteine was 7.7. Your C-reactive protein was 0.24. So a lot of times, these are the labs that people would look at and they'd be like, hey, you're fine. Uh, your whole blood histamine was 121 and the reference range is 127 at the high end. So high in histamine. And, and that tells us, again, the mast cells and histamine, but it tells me more that there's methylation pieces of clearing that histamine out. Your formaldehyde IgE was very low, so no no uh, allergy to formaldehyde. And uh, those your blood labs. And it was not, you know, it was a fairly straightforward panel. But then your stool test was probably the most interesting. Let me next talk about your organic acid, because I love the organic acid. You had a fungal marker that was elevated. So one fungal marker that was elevated, one that was borderline. In your bacterial markers, you had one that was elevated, which is called hipparic, which is a liver marker and can indicate xylene exposure, which is a solvent or an aldehyde. And then you had one that was borderline that was a clostridium metabolite. It's called, I'm not even going to read it, 4-hydroxyphenylacetate. 
phenyl acid, or, uh, whatever. <laughs> but what those clostridium metabolites could do is jack up neurotransmitters. So you did have, for lack of a better term, jacked up neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. Your mitochondrial markers were good. And I think it's important to note, too, that you you were taking mitocore from orthomolecular. Yes. And you, like, really needed it. And yes. to me, that was a major, major sign of, like, okay, something's going on with her mitochondria. But she's already hitting that target. So I don't need to come in and hit it again. But your mitomarkers were really good on here. That's mm-hmm. probably because of the mitocore. Yeah. Your, and my mom, yeah, yeah. you had uh, put my labs, my neurotransmitter labs, side by side oh, with yeah. my mom's, yeah. and how similar those were from, like, I don't know, genetics or however. Exactly, that yeah, because these neurotransmitters, the main gene that controls this is called dopamine beta hydroxylase, and I see it all the time. I see it in a lot of long haulers. It's something that's like in the last two years has been crazy how much more I've seen it. Um, but yeah, your mom's was mm-hmm. really similar. And I also, yeah. I remember in her write-up, I put your mom on mitocore and I mm-hmm. said in your, her write-up, I said, the only reason I'm putting you on this, I, she needed mitochondrial support, but I carry like five of them. And I said, Crystal loved this. So I'm putting you on it. Yes. Um, so, and then, so again, your organic acid, if we had just done that lab, it wouldn't have really told us that much. Mm-hmm. You, you did have one other abnormal marker that was, uh, a GI bacterial marker. Mm-hmm. But then your stool test, I think, was the most telling because yes. it, what we found was just low, good bacteria and just in general. So some imbalances, some just, you know, dysbiosis, which, again, how can, how do you know if you have dysbiosis? Well, if you have any symptoms or if you have a vowel in your name, you probably have some imbalance in your bacteria. But mm-hmm. how do you know if you don't go in and look at it? But I think that the most important finding, and, and tell me if you agree, but you had a parasite. And Mm-hmm. On a stool test, a parasite, it was not positive, but it showed up at all. And if it shows up at all, it's like, okay, it's in there because it's a DNA mm-hmm. test. And that was one of the things that you've had the best success from. You also just had a really quite inflamed gut, had some yes. blood in your stool, had some like pretty, you know, concerning issues, even in the direction of maybe Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. But that parasite was something that we're going to get to because. We, mm-hmm. we, we got to it. Uh, yes. But okay, so then we got those labs back. So at that time, do you remember, because it usually takes about a month to get the labs back. Do you remember how you were doing? Because then we switched it up. And I'll go ahead and say what we did next, and then I'll, I'll give you the, the, the reins here. But once we got those labs back, it was exactly a month later, a month mm-hmm. almost to the day. And, and so uh, it says... By far the highlight of these labs is your gut, and we started blah blah blah. So we started a gut protocol. So we started a a uh, therbiotic uh, probiotic. You had low probiotics. You had a, a low clostridia, so you needed some. Sh- we just started short chain fats, uh, the butyrate, which again, when you stopped butyrate, you your bowels went backwards. Yeah, like it went it, backwards, yeah. and then we went back on butyrate, and it helped a lot. Yeah. So we did a therabiotic powder that's from Claire Labs. We did Repairvite GT Plus. I use Repairvite GT Plus when I I want like there's a uh, the most like soothing things for the gut in there. So for gut inflammation, um, and we started uh, fish oil at, at a high pretty high dose and B vitamins. And I said, stay on glutathione, stay on history set, stay on molybdenum. But tell me about kind of your remembrance from this kind of, let's call it the first phase of our, our care. Because even as I look back through these yeah. notes, it says you're on a lot. Parasite is next. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just all these notes of like blood sugar. You know, sometimes my patients joke, especially the in-person patients where we have like actual notes. You know, half my practice is virtual and we do a, I do a lot of drawings virtually on Zoom. But when it's uh, in person, we look back through these drawings and I've had patients joke before. They're like, I'm going to make a collage out of all of these. But, you know, you see these drawings that like liver and yes, mitochondria. Yes. Every one of my patients knows that drawing. Blood sugar balances, you know, yes. 511, some intermittent fasting type stuff. But tell me about how you were feeling at that time. And, you know, what you said, this is, uh, again, I don't, I, I keep saying I'm going to give you the ropes here in a sec, but it says dizziness was better at yoga, fatigue was better climbing, still had vertigo, joint pain in the knees, um, four mm-hmm. naps a day was down to one, you were still very sensitive, but tell me about kind of the initial start of our, of our progress, Crystal, and how you remember that. This was like in June. Yes, I actually have a, a medical notes section yeah. on my iPad where that I just pulled up my food journal from June 2nd. <laughs> oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah. I think and, that might have been the date I was just looking at. Yeah, that's funny. But I I had written down that, um, that I had gone from taking three to four naps a day to only one nap a day. But this was, it took like two, a couple months to get to this point. Yeah. So, and I have in my write-ups, like you're on a lot of supplements and you're game for that. Sometimes people have a supplement tolerance and I'm like, they're, they can only handle, you know, four things. You were totally game for that. And I think that's why you've had, you know, the results that you've had in the time frame that you've had, but you, you were on a lot of stuff. So yeah, I was like, if it's taken this long for me to feel this way, and I went from medical doctor after doctor after doctor, and they're like, oh, things, things don't look that bad. I think you're okay. But I knew in the back of my mind and in my gut that something's not right and I need to do something about it. It took me two years to actually pursue you as a doctor because I didn't want to spend the extra money. And I know that's where a lot of people are, you know, well, yeah. how much does my health matter to me? And that's how much, you know, you're willing to spend. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that because I yeah. think your, your mindset is awesome. And I think that that's where a lot of people, you know, it, it's it's not the, and not, not to say that obviously everybody's special, but if, if you can do it, anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. But some people just don't. It's like the mindset has to yeah. be the first part. So I was like, I am going to do what if, if I'm spending this money and, and I'm going to put all the work in that I can and I'm going to do everything in my power so that I can get healthy. So some people, you know, after they're going through the process after a month and they're not feeling better, it can get weighing on you. But can we talk about that? Real yeah, quick? yeah. Because we share a mutual client. And we talked about this before and, uh, you know, we're not going to say anything about her, but she, I, I think she was getting frustrated after a short period of time and yes. you helped keep her on track with that mindset of like, Hey, you got to stay the course. And I always tell people my line for that is, Hey, this is a marathon and not a sprint. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. But I say, Hey, if I was running a marathon, I'm running it as fast as I can. I'm trying to set my PR if I'm running a marathon. So that doesn't mean that I'm going slow. It just means I'm not burning out in the first mile. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it took you some time and you kept your foot on the gas. Yeah, and yeah. so here I was at two months um, and I wasn't completely healthy. I couldn't completely do everything that I wanted to do. But you felt progress. But there were little baby steps. Yes. And those little baby steps is what kept me going exactly. to continue and as I just kind of looked through my notes, um, I wrote that I still have throat closing issues from since my vertigo is slightly Which better. You, and you've still had 
Those, you know, some yeah. of these things aren't completely gone, but right. they're, they're mostly gone. But yeah, keep going. Sorry. And I still had pretty bad headaches from just staring at a screen. And I remember I would turn my screen as low as it could go. I would even have sunglasses. I bought the, the glasses that you put over your, the screen glasses. Uh -huh. What do you call those? Blue blockers? Yeah, yeah. those. I mean, the, I'm wearing blue blockers right yeah. now. Yeah. To help with those screen headaches, I'd have to turn all the lights off in the house. And I was still at that point. But I was making little baby steps, and I think that's what um, what helped me. I, I struggled with um, – I was still struggling a little bit with working out, and – You were back to yoga, but you were still getting – like, you still had some – you still had vertigo, and I think the positions were weird. Because mm -hmm. I remember another time you came in, you were like, hey, I was able to do, like, pike position and some of those. Yeah, I could do – I could do the uh, – the stretch type of yoga, but it, not the intense okay, yeah. yoga, core yoga and things like that. Yeah. And I was, I think I had just for the first time the day before I had met with you in over two months was not as dizzy doing yoga, more intense yoga. So yeah. And I see even again, I'm looking at, you know, sometimes my notes have some of your symptoms, but then a lot of my drawings too, like this drawing is all mast cell histamine bucket, and it's I said, we're talking about the difference between mast cell activation syndrome, histamine intolerance, DAO with foods. But like we just see some of these just yeah. as you flip through the notes, a lot of these kind of lessons are repeated, and then it's like, okay, well, what do we do about that, and how do, how do we fix that? So then let's see what we. So then this is the end of June. Again, I'm flipping through my notes. And it says, you know, you had some stomach burning and so, mm -hmm. with some things. Your motility was improving, but it still wasn't daily. I think I recommended that you do some sea salt before you went to the gym. For and some, I had started that doing that. Helped that helped a lot. With fatigue, yeah. yeah. Um, and before you'd work out. And then you went a week with no vertigo. So you were stoked for mm -hmm. that. I have, I have a note. This is no vertigo for a week. Um, and, and then you were also going a few days at a time without a nap. Yeah. Now, when you were on your cycle, you slept for three days straight. So there's still. I did. But, yeah. And you said like church was not as bad, and you were really struggling with fasting, and and just different things like that. But again, uh, I'm just going through my notes. So mm -hmm. yeah, what what do you remember about that? This is like June, July. I mean, I think that what you said was probably yeah where you were feeling was like, hey, I'm just still making slow progress, just based on based on you know those symptoms that I just listed. I think I was starting to do more of an intense low his diet as well. And at that time, I think that, you know, we're getting a couple months in and we did like just general gut help and it helped, but we weren't there yet. Right. Like we were, we were, mm -hmm. you know, one of my mentors says, if you're following the trail of breadcrumbs through the woods, sometimes you look up and you're still in the woods, mm -hmm. but the only way to get out is to keep following the trail of breadcrumbs. And so we were making mm -hmm. progress for sure. But I think that next was when we looked at, okay, like something is still activating your mast cell. Something is still driving histamine. We talked about like right here, I have air purifier. You have charcoal bags. We have mm -hmm. uh, talked about SIBO and different things. We talked about FODMAPs. But this is when we started talking about that parasite. Um, yes. And let me read this one because this was in August. And tell me about this, Crystal, because you took a step backwards. That's what my note here says. So you went... Um, you went on half the supplements before you went to Colorado. You went on vacation. Mm -hmm. You did really great on vacation, if I remember correctly, but then you came back and you took a step backwards. Mm -hmm. And I told you, what is that? What do you think that means to me? 
What do you There's, remember? Maybe there was something that environment. We, like yeah, why environment. did you? Yeah, why did you well, leave and I was your on environment a high, it was and so feel better? Exciting. But then you fun. came back to your environment, and I yeah. was like, oh, oh yeah. what's in your house? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and we that, did have a little bit of black mold in our bathroom. Yeah, and I and I've but, I've talked yeah. about that yeah. many many times with you. Yes. And what to, could you? I don't. I'm sure you don't mind me saying this, but like. When it really became real to you guys, I think, was when your friend, Paul's friend, mm-hmm. said, hey, can I tell you guys something? Every time I'm over your house, I feel tired. Tired, yeah. And it was like a ding, ding, ding. Like, yes. we got to get 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 this taken care of. Um, but at that time, okay, you took a step backwards. So fatigue, headaches. Tell me about that step backwards and tell me about, like, I think your your gut went backwards. You know, it wasn't, you, you didn't stay there. But I think that everybody takes steps backwards. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to get the impression that this was just like, rainbows and sunshine the whole way because it it never is but tell me about your step backwards and then how we've gotten through that because I would say really in the big picture you might have had maybe two steps backwards because I think at this time we got your gut kind of back on track but then it's your your motility slowed down again like in September or a little bit later right yeah yeah so tell me about that step backwards or how you were feeling at that time or what was kind of returning and tell me about the mindset too were you scared were you fearful of like oh no because you've had PTSD from this or were you like nope this is just part of the journey and it's like if you're running a marathon mile 12 and mile 13 might suck Mm-hmm. But you got to get through them, so you yeah. can't stop. So tell me about how you felt during that setback. I was definitely frustrated because, you know, when you're you're moving forward, you're inching forward, taking those baby steps, and you feel really great, and then you have that setback, and then maybe I did have to take a few naps here and there, and my son would actually come home from school, and he would notice. He would be like, Mom, you're on the couch. What's going on? Like, you must not be feeling well, because he was used to me being on the couch quite a bit, sure. taking naps. Yeah. I've had and... so many patients say that, that like, for years of my life, my kids knew where to find me would, like, be in bed. Yeah. Or like I was parenting from the bed. I've had so many people say that through the years. Yeah, but through um, having that setback, I knew how far I had already came. And I had to remember how what I looked like the day that I actually came in here. And how far I was on my day that I was experiencing those setbacks. And I think that's great, too. Because, yeah, that's I tell people, again, like if you're climbing a mountain, you look at the from the bottom, you're like, how the heck am I ever going to do this? And you just start taking baby steps. But if you look back, so if you keep looking forward, you're like, man, I got a long way to go. But if you look back at where you came from, like, man, I've come a long way. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things for me is I never take it personally. But if somebody's frustrated, that's expected. But I, if the frustration gets directed at me, then I'm not happy with that. But you weren't, you're just like, hey, this is it's always frustrating to have a slip backwards. And obviously we want our, our successes to last, but it is a part of the game for sure. And you kept your foot on the gas and you didn't give up. And I think at that time, I don't even think at that time that we had started Parasites yet. We I remember, did more detox. I remember coming in here and being like, things have not been moving forward, but I am ready. Let's like, I want to get this parasite out. Yeah, like, yeah. I and know that's what that in like. the back of my mind, this has been lingering. I'm like, let's take care of this because I'm ready to, I'm ready to get these suckers out. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that what we did too, you know, Cellcore stuff is just super trendy and popular and I don't follow everything that they do, but I mean, it's the same thing that everybody else says, Quicksilver, or any other company, but the first we were laying a foundation to support these drainage pathways to get your, your gut has to be moving you have to be pooping mm-hmm. before we can get parasites out. Your liver has to be clearing things out. 
your limb has to be moving. You know, these drainage pathways have to be open. So the first, you know, three to four months were just kind of laying a foundation. And then we did that. Um, so then you started uh, with doing some parasite cleanse. And so tell me about that, because I think that that was, you know, first off, you jumped right into it. And I have a mm-hmm. podcast all about parasites. You also, you're adding coffee enemas. And these are things that we encourage people to do. It's not a requirement, of course. Some people are weird about it. And you said you're open to talk about it. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's just something that we started doing. And you started seeing, like, after the first one. Tell me about your first full moon cleanse. How you felt afterward. And let me remind you of one thing. Because I think this is cool. You reacted to para 3. It made your tongue swell up and your throat swell shut. And you did not stop. You continued yeah. the parasite cleanse with just para one, para two, and biotoxin binder, mm-hmm. and then the next time you were able to do para three, and, I and then now five you've been drops a- and now you've been able to time. do twenty, right? Twenty two, twenty two yes. drops. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about that first one and kind of how you felt afterwards. So the first one that I did, I actually before I started the the parasite cleanse, the day before that, I did my first coffee enema, mm-hmm. and I actually saw parasites on that first coffee enema yeah. that I did. And yeah, I, those are blah. crazy. That happened but, to me. <laughs> but after that, then I started the parasite cleanse, and I actually have my notes of my first coffee enema parasite cleanse. And it was only, what is, we did five days, right? those were, I started on August 8th. Was definitely a learning experience. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> felt great to get that much out. It, yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah. flushing. And then you were weak. Okay, I was weak. A lot of people when they have a para- we call it a parasite experience. Sometimes they don't see anything. They feel like crap for a day. They feel like they have the flu. They have the chills, like you just said there. Yes. They they feel weak. They feel like I just need to lay in bed. And then the next day they feel really great, or after that they feel really great. So keep reading. Yeah, those. What's this up? this whole week I kind of felt like. Um, well, I noticed, I remember waking up one, one morning and my legs were super achy mm. and I, I was like, oh, I know something's died inside of me <laughs> <laughs> because that, the, those die off symptoms that you get yeah, yeah, when yeah. they die, yeah. like you feel like you have the flu and then my legs were just super achy. And so I think that day I ended up doing a, a coffee enema that day uh-huh. and I felt so much better instantly after I did that I know I didn't have the the achiness in my legs and so as I I went through this I I had found um just little things like uh cutting up ginger fresh ginger putting it in hot water with um some lemon just to like take away from the bitterness. Sure. That was actually really helpful too. Well, like soothing with, your gut. It or? helps with like all the nausea yeah. and all those symptoms. So that I've lived off of and I still like, I have it right now in my cup, right? Because it's so good. Now, I think this is important too because, and, 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 you know, tell me how you feel about this, but I think that we do a great job of giving people help and guidance and resources. But that doesn't mean that it that we've given you every, you know, I, that wasn't my advice. Like sometimes yeah. you got to find things and add it to what we're saying. And like, you know, what works for you might not work for somebody else and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. y- you know, I, it's not my role. I want to give people advice and hold their, like, not, I don't want to say hold their hand. I want to help guide them and give them direction. But it's their journey. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not. I'm not yeah. grabbing the steering wheel and don't give it to me. And how far and, do you want to go with that? Journey? Exactly. And how fast do you want to go too? I yeah. always tell people like, hey, I'm gonna. I'm Siri. 
and I'm going to be like asleep in the shotgun seat and you wake me up every month and we check in and, I, and you tell me where we're at. And I say, okay, here's where we need to go next. But it's mm-hmm. your journey. And if you, like, you're a good example of, I always tell people, some people come in here and I can tell, I don't tell them this, but I'm like, okay, you want to drive to Colorado and you want to go 20 miles an hour the whole way. Okay. We're going to get there. It's going to suck. It's going to be really long. It's going to suck. Uh-huh. You were more like the type of person you like to drive with where you're like going a hundred. <laughs> you're like, Hey, we're going to get there. It's uh-huh. like, and it wasn't, you know, we never felt dangerous or reckless. So that's why I didn't say 150. You know, we're just going a hundred. You wouldn't let me do the parasite right away. I'm like, I, I'm going to, yeah. I remember the day that you were showing me and you had this page of all the parasites and I'm like, yes, I don't have any parasites. And you said, wait, 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 yeah, let's turn the page. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Cause on the GI map, the first page is parasite. People <laughs> say that all the time. They're like, Oh good. No parasites. I'm like, well, hold on. We're not, we're not through the lab yeah. yet but we, you know we were just a lot of uh detox too you know glutathione you stayed on mm-hmm. uh therapy you stayed on mast cells methylation mitochondria were kind of our focuses but then you started parasite cleansing and then that was you know it's a five-day para parasite cleanse and you did it the first time you felt better and then we you know we stayed on supplements you know and then you did it again you know, mm-hmm. so we're kind of maintaining with some of these supplements. And then you did that again. So tell me about at that time. And I also, as I look through your notes, it's like, okay, Parasite Cleanse has a lot of, uh, you know, has four supplements to it. But your supplement list has, has like, that I can see here in my notes has gone down and down mm-hmm. and down. Because yes. as we get more centered on somebody's mechanisms, as we understand how your body's responding to things, as we, you know, are just following up and making progress, things start to fall away. I know at this time, you were still having allergic reactions to cats, to Glade plugins, to people at church. You, but your headaches were better. Flashing lights, staring at screens mm-hmm. were better. Vertigo was gone. You had, at this time, you had more anxiety, actually. Yes, this was in September. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And then uh, your energy was pretty good, but you would had a crash, and, like, your gut was still a problem. Was basically, That's all I have mm-hmm. in my notes. Gut, still yeah. a problem. So we needed to make sure that we were keeping things moving, and we were continuing with the cleanse. So tell me yes. about, about that, that time, and then kind of update me, because now we're getting close. To where yeah. we're at now, you know, this yeah. is about, it's October 24th. I don't know when I'm going to release this. Maybe I shouldn't say the date, but <laughs> this is like uh, six to seven weeks ago. We're talking six, seven. Yeah. 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 That was when I was gearing up for my second parasite cleanse and I wasn't, I didn't have as many of the horrible, horrible flu-like symptoms from the, the die-off symptoms, but I still felt them and I still saw stuff. So I ended up doing a third one. And also, before you go to the third one, yeah. your gut had slowed down again. So we yeah. we, we yes. started, we added butyrate, and we made sure you were doing vagus nerve exercises, mm-hmm. vagus nerve stimulation, and then things got moving again. But then, yeah, then you did a third parasite cleanse, and then that's yes. kind of where we're at now. Even our, our last consult that we had was just like, you were just feeling really, really good. And again, I don't think we're done. Right. But but you're you're feeling really good. So tell us about where you're at now, or kind of, you know, your third parasite cleanse, or where you're yeah. kind of thinking the future too. So I've actually been able to add a few foods back in that are histamine foods, um, like pumpkin was one that I couldn't have before that I can have now, mm-hmm. and um, and I did eliminate all nuts and seeds and grains for several months. And um, it was pretty close to an AIP. It was like low histamine AIP. I mean, it was 
a lot of times it's... In the uh, FODMAP diet. Yeah, I mean... I was doing everything. And that is really, really, really restrictive. But some people have to, you know... I have to be very careful about the way I even prescribe these diets because people don't like being restricted, but it's like, hey, you might have problems with all of these things. You might have some foods that trigger bloating and fermentation. Uh You might have some foods that are high oxalates. You might have some foods that are high histamine. And it's not that we need to avoid everything. It's more that we need to heal the gut. And, and, and then your tolerance to those foods gets better. But you were uh, pretty restrictive with your diet, which I... I, I already was restricted. I, yeah, exactly. So, but I did... I was able to get almonds back. And I haven't been able to have almonds for years. So now I've actually made... Just last week I made uh, pumpkin muffins with almond flour in them. And my stomach felt amazing. Nice. And I was celebrating and I shared them with the neighbors. I brought some <laughs> to my mom. I just saw her over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And I brought her some. And, and so that was fun. And I mean, we already mentioned this a little bit, but you know, you you referred your mom to me and I, I think, you know, it's been, it hasn't been very long, but you just said she's lost six pounds. She's had no headache since we yeah. started. Yeah. And she's been she's, on the detox. Yeah. She's kicking her butt. gut has been healthy, but she had, she, I just remember even ever since I was a kid, I remember her having to go into a bedroom because she had horrible migraines and she's lived with that for her whole life and she has not had a single migraine. So oh, this that's is like awesome. a huge celebration. I love that. Love that. Um, okay. So. Tell us about where you're at now. Again, I think you already are, but like, here's some of my notes. Your head, your brain feels better than ever before. You said your clarity, your ADHD is gone. Your anxiety is gone. And again, we don't mean gone permanently. I told you even before we started this podcast, like, hey, you know, I try to think of a, you know, not to like, you know, your, your, a loved one dies. I'm like, hey, your dog could die. And that stress mm-hmm. could trigger a flare. I mean, it's, yeah. it, you know, that's life. Yeah. But everything is, is gone. Your motility is better. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, tell me about, again, you have some of your notes right there. And yeah. then talk about Crystal too, because we talked about this before. So you are a life coach. And yeah. I think that you're, you know, the number one thing that has gotten you to where you are at is not like my guidance. It's your mindset. And, and that's, what what separates the people in my office who get well from the people who don't. And I don't mean that, like, what I mean by that is the mindset is the most, it's like first grade. In first grade, they're not, you're not, or let's say kindergarten, you're not really learning anything. What they're trying to teach you is how to sit still and raise your hand and get in line and, like, follow the rules so that you can get through the rest of school successfully. And you do actually learn a bunch of stuff, too, but... Uh, my mom was a kindergarten teacher. She might be insulted by that. Um, but you learn a ton of stuff. But um, but that's the point is that once you have that mindset, then you know that like flares are a part of life and you know that it's not always like it's, you know, you don't have to do this forever. And I think from a budget perspective too of like, you know, there were times when I'm sure this was a, a bigger investment, but it was like there was times where you said, because you quit your job because the school was sick and you said... Mm-hmm. Hey, we're we're having to like look at our budget, but this is something that we're not willing to cut back on. This mm-hmm. is my health. So talk about again where you're at and the mindset that it took yeah. and some of the things that maybe you see as a as a life coach, because we talked about this before mm-hmm. about that mindset and even we've got this book sitting here, Winning My yeah. Race. We were talking about that beforehand. So talk about that a little bit if you will. Yeah. So I think what shocked me more than anything before even I had expectations that, yeah, my headaches will hopefully go away and my gut health will be better. But 
I didn't know, so I had this fogginess over me all the time. I always felt like I failed at everything because I just couldn't get started on any lists or tasks and the ADD. And how many years ago had you started your book? Oh, yeah. So I started writing a book. It'll be six years in January. I have felt like I failed because I haven't been able to finish this book. And now... You haven't had the focus or the clarity to to be able to, Yes. And now that... I am in shock that my brain's actually functioning and it's sharper. And I tell my husband, I tell Paul all the time, watch out. I got a sharp brain now. I'm going to use it. <laughs> and you texted me one time after a, after a parasite cleanse and you said, or it, yeah, I think it was. And you said, I feel so good. I have energy. And it's like, I can't remember. It's been years since I didn't fall asleep when my head hit the pillow. And, yes. Paul, and Paul and I are actually able to have conversations at night. Yes. And it's like... You know, when your health and your with this mindset too, we talked about this of like the this the vicious cycle goes bad in the wrong direction, but when you reverse it, it's like this is helping your marriage, this is helping your relationships. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like you just function better and yeah. that that extends into, you know, you as a parent or you as a wife or you as a you know, whatever your purpose is in life, you're able to fulfill that. Yeah. So like speaking into that a little bit more, you know, just feeling like you're able to accomplish when you get those neurotransmitters back on track and you you get your brain healthy and and the whole vagus nerve thing and your brain and your gut are connected and making uh, like thriving and living out that purpose. Now I'm finally um, in the finishing process of working on my book and editing and um And I have more confidence in myself that I can actually finish the things that I've started. So some of the things that, um, like with my life coaching clients, within this, with your health, you know, just thinking about the the listeners right now um, and where you are with your health, like what's stopping you from being at your best in, in what health looks like for you? And sometimes... Um, there's a lot of fears that are connected to us that enable any action to take mm. place from getting healthy. Like, you know, here I personally um, lost a job. So here um, money can be that fear of, um, well, that could just stop me from not wanting to even pursue this. And we kind of talked yeah. about that a little or, bit. And I would say along those lines too with money, but it's like fear that it doesn't work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean it, it doesn't work? This is just health and we're looking at the physiology of your body and then we're just supporting it with nutraceuticals. How could it not work? This is not a mm-hmm. this is not a faith practice. It's like you just have to, this is how yeah. the body works, you know? It's right, just, And yeah. obviously faith is an important component, but yes. uh, yeah. faith it till you make it. I like how you said that. Yeah. But I'm just saying from, from a... You know, from a fear-based perspective, some of those are illogical fears or irrational fears, I would say, but that holds a lot of people back. I'm sure you see that a lot. Yeah. And I think it's important too, sorry, I keep cutting you off, but (laughs) I think like this is not my job, right? I was a counselor in my office and we do a lot of life coaching Mm -hmm. just as, as part of what I do, but it's not my role. I think it's important that somebody has somebody like you just as a second set of eyes or as a reminder of like, hey, this is actually truth. And this mm-hmm. is, you actually are improving and you actually are awesome. And like, you need to remember those things and speak mm-hmm. in life and speak in power into people to try to e- erase some of those fears. Yeah. And move forward instead of going and be- going backwards, 
Um, and just thinking so many times I, I got to a point, even though I'm a life coach and I tried to life coach myself, but I even thought, you know, oh, all these other people, there's other people that are worse off than me. Am I even worthy of being healed? Like is, is, you know, what I'm going through. So I had to, you know, get that out of my head and so that I could even move forward and talking about the race that we were talking about before, I was trying to run this race of endurance with two, not literally two broken legs, but it's like when you have ailments of here, you're trying to live out what your purpose may be. It's hard to do that when you're not healthy. Mm -hmm. So now that my gut is like on its best way of being healed in my mind, I'm like, okay, everybody watch out. Here I come. (laughs) And I love that with two broken legs. What I say, and I don't know, I think it's kind of the same metaphor, but with stress, they say that it's like adding rocks to your backpack. And so it's like you got all these rocks oh, yeah. in your backpack. And it's Weighing like, how, yeah, how are you going to run with all these rocks in your backpack? And as we check off some of these boxes, meaning physiologically, like we fix your gut or we get your detox working or we support your methylation and like the histamine and aldehydes and all the things I talked about at the beginning. As we check those boxes off, we're just removing rocks from your backpack. And it gets a little bit easier mm-hmm. and you're able to, yes. like you said, like fulfill your purpose and run your race. Yeah, my backpack's better. getting kind of light now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, be careful what you wish for. We don't, we don't want to get heavier. But yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, so what else, Crystal? I mean, I think this has been really, really good. I think it's really helpful for people. I think that another thing that I like about your story is, again, I mean, obviously where you are compared to where you came from. Like, that's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. also the fact that it's like the, the targets that we've hit are all the big targets that I see with people. You know, a lot of people aren't as sensitive as you were, but they're, they're on that spectrum somewhere and it's still, Hey, let's look at your gut. Let's look at your detox. Let's look at your hormones. Let's look at your methylation. Let's look at your toxic exposure and let's put these in. Let's look at your mast cells and histamine and let's see what your mechanisms are for whatever symptom you come in here complaining about. And then let's start shooting at these targets and knocking them down. So it's been all our favorite targets. We've hit them. It's been all our favorite supplements. I love TH2 modulator. I love history set. I love glutathione, uh, parasite cleansing. You know, it's been really cool to just even zoom out and see this. You know, as we've been progressing, honestly, your progress has been really similar to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. But as we zoom out and we look back, it's like, wow, this is really cool to look at this journey start to finish. And it's not done, but just like, start to where we're at currently Mm -hmm. it's like wow we've come a long way so anyway what else closing thoughts or other things with you know and what about this column like of where you're at i think you hit a lot of those things yeah tell us again one more time just kind of where you're at right now and then any other thoughts of mindset or anything that you'd say again to people listening because i think that's really helpful so, I mean, just going from having no no headaches, no light sensitivity, my vertigo is gone. I don't have to take any naps anymore. And like I said earlier, with my, my brain, it's like working at its the best it's ever worked in my entire life. Like, that's crazy. What's been going on in my brain my whole life? And, and my gut health, I can literally feel like I don't have all the inflammation that I had before. So, going back to... Um, One thought that would be awesome just to leave you guys with is just thinking of acting as if. Oh, I love that. uh, Like when you think of 
Just go back to your childhood and think of when you dressed up as something. And I know, like, we kind of released what date it is. So uh, Halloween is going to be like, yeah, yeah, good week, call. Yeah, it's weeks, from today, whatever. Yeah. So, like, all the kids dressing up and choosing what they want to act as if that they're going to be. So, think about your health. What do you want to put on and dress up, act as if your health is actually in a good place? Because so many times we get those, mm-hmm. like, mindset blocks of, you know, I'm, I'm not get, ever going to be healthier or what that looks like. So, you know, just think about what healthy looks like on you and and what are the steps that you need to take to remove those fears so that you can take action to be your best because we have one life that we get and we get to decide what we're going to do with that life and do we want our life to be half as awesome than what it could be like seriously like are we living a half awesome life or do we want to live a 100% fully awesome life we Uh, get the choice i love that because you know i'm a big skier and it's like hey the seasons are short and if you miss a weekend because you're like feeling lazy it's like you ain't get that back and so (laughs) my my kids you know we're we're getting out there and we're doing stuff because because of that you know because you know the the i had a patient the other day it was actually it was our mutual client and she was like my kids are grown and gone she's like i would kill to take them to practice Mm-hmm. she's like cherish it while you can we were crying we we're both crying it was like because uh. i was like i you know i do but it's like that goes fast and you don't get that back and so it's like maximize it so mm-hmm. i think that that's awesome crystal and great great closing i would also say even to circle back to some of the things we talked about at the beginning that's part of the limbic system retraining is like just even affirmations of like your subconscious mind does not know what truth from truth from false like so even if you're not healthy if you tell yourself you're healthy, that then your subconscious mind doesn't know if that's true or false. So if you tell yourself you're sick all the time, guess what you're going to be? Mm-hmm. You're going to be sick. And if you tell yourself that you're healthy all the time, guess what you're going to be? You're going to be healthy. And if you tell yourself you're awesome and you tell yourself you're powerful and you tell mm-hmm. yourself that, you know, God's working through you and you have a purpose and all these things, guess what's going to happen? That's going to happen even if you don't believe it. So, uh, you know, would you say act as if? Uh, Socrates has a quote that says, be as you wish to seem. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. so I think that's the same thing. And that's really, really cool and kind of a a, a great ending. Anything else you'd like to say, Crystal, to uh, people out there? Otherwise, I'm just going to tell them, like, next steps. Let me ask one other question. Mm -hmm. You know, in general, uh, let's talk just a little bit about budget and the investment, I would say, because Mm -hmm. we don't need to talk details, but I see people, you know, all over the country. And for a lot of people, they're like, oh, this is really cheap, you know, and it's not cheap. It's still, it's it's investment. But, you know, if you live in LA or something, it's not central Illinois prices. But, uh, you know, I think that my care has a, has a great value to it. You know, labs are expensive. Supplements are expensive. That's where a lot of the costs come in. And I don't dictate those costs. But what would you say about the financial investment that you made? And like, you know, was it worth it? And tell me about like, just, yeah, that aspect. Because I do think that's one of the big fears yeah. that holds people back. Yeah, I would do it again. <laughs> I mean, I I can't imagine where I would be if I didn't make that choice. I mean, I would be, I'd be like an eighth awesome. <laughs> Maybe a 16th. But seriously, I think that it's, you know, if that's what's holding you back from actually taking those steps to where 
healthy on you. I just, I feel like it's, it's worth it again and again and again, but um, taking that time to just sit down and think, okay, am I going to have Starbucks less or, you know, like, just yeah, you know, people come out. in here and they're like, oh, I'm strapped for cash. And I look in the parking lot and see what they're driving. And I'm mm-hmm. like, don't give me that crap, yeah. you know, like, yeah. so anyway. Yeah. I think that, you know, if you really like, how healthy do you really want to be? And I think it's, you know, that, that thought of, um, you know, how much am I willing to spend? Well, how much am I wanting to get better? Mm. And as you hand over that, well, you, you guys have my credit card in your system, so <laughs> I don't even have to hand it over. I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> but as I as I pay for my supplements every month, as I as you know, um, I pay for your services to help me get better. I'm excited because I I think that you have helped me more than any other doctor has ever helped me. I remember at one point you had to go back to your gastroenterologist and you 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 were like, hey, I had to go to my gastro yes. and it reminded me how grateful I am to have you. I was like, oh, that's great. Yes, it did. <laughs> I felt like I went and, and I was just being kind of pushed to the side. Like he had his mind made up as to what he was going to do. And I'm like, no, I, I felt like I knew not more than him, but in a sense, you know, I had been educated in this kind of a way where he was just going to go through the same regimen that he did with everybody else. But you look at each person as a whole and you take each piece from their puzzle of all the complicated things that are going on. And I thought before I came to you, this is going to be a big puzzle for him to solve. I don't know. This is going to be crazy. I'm anxious to see how this all plays out. But you actually take the time and you care about the people that you are working with and you can see that it's not just um, another paycheck for you. You can see that you really, in your heart, you put in the time to make these podcasts. You put in the time to like have your Instagram following, um, it, just to put that information out so that people can have those tangible things so that they can actually get healthy and there's so many other places that do functional medicine that have like killed people off from wanting to do functional medicine exactly. because they take their money and then they exactly. are, are left with nothing and they charge like five times more than you charge. Exactly. So I really think that you are kind of cheap compared to exactly. like well, the, I mean, I think, obviously <laughs> I think that, but I'm biased. But I also say like, you know, I'm happy that half my practice is in person because these are the people I got to run into. You know, I ran into one of my patients at Washington Family Restaurant yesterday eating breakfast with my son. And it's like, if if I burned you by ripping you off, like, I don't want to run into you at the grocery store and stuff. It's fair. And it's a win, win, win. You know, I'm, I, you know, it's not like lucrative, but I, I make a great living and I'm happy with my schedule. I'm happy with my patient results. And I'm, it's a win, win, win when you've got the right mindset. So thank you very much, Crystal. I think this has been really, really awesome. And I think it's going to be yeah. really helpful to people. And and people, if you're listening to this, please leave a comment, leave a rating, leave a review, send a little message to Crystal saying thank you. You know, you could send that through us. Leave a you know comment on the podcast or on Instagram. My Instagram handle is autoimmune doc. Um, do you want anybody to, do you have a life coaching, anything that you want people to to follow or anything if they want to uh, hear anything more about what you're doing or is yours? Yeah, they, I have, um, Crystal Stegmaier Life Coaching on Facebook. And then I also post on my Instagram. We can tag that. Sweet. I'll um, put it in the show yeah. notes. I can tag that in the sh- show notes. 
Um, so last thing I want to say is if anybody, you know, from listening to this is interested in working with me, it starts off with a 90-minute history. So our new patient uh, intake process is two parts. Um, it's 90 minutes the first time where, like we were saying, we sit down with her and her husband and just talk through all the history. You don't leave that appointment with a lot of clarity or guidance. At a follow-up, then I have my write-up for you, which is what I was kind of reading through at the beginning of this podcast and say, hey, these are the labs, these are the supplements, this is the diet, this is the lifestyle. And people say yes, no, or somewhere in the middle. And then we just get the ball rolling. And so, you know, we you did a six, vi- we've done six visits. You did a six visit membership package mm-hmm. in our office. And like, so if anybody's interested in that, you can find that on our website. It's autoimmunedocpodcast.com. You can schedule a free 15 minute phone console. Um, we've just started working more with some international clients and stuff too. So that's open to anybody. Um, and yeah, you know, I'd love to to help you and, and work through this work help you solve your health puzzle, I should say. So um, thank you so much, Crystal. I think this is awesome. I think it's going to be really helpful for people. Again, leave a rating and a review and stay tuned for more. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.